Hello and welcome back to another episode of A Cozy Christmas Podcast. My name is Art and tomorrow is December 1st. We are finally almost to the Christmas month. It's so close, I can taste it. Maybe that's still some leftover Thanksgiving dinner though, I don't know. I hope you all are doing well as we're continuing our Children's Literature Week, well, week and a half, I guess, technically. And today my guest is going to be Tyler Mitchell. He's written a book called Double Trouble and the Upside Down Christmas Tree. It tells the story of Tyler when he was a young boy and how his twin brothers, who were much younger than him, one year decided to really cause some trouble with the Christmas decorations, in specific, the Christmas tree. But not to worry, because dad has a plan. Some might call him crazy, but it just might work. So uh, I think you will love this story. It's it's meant for children. It's a picture book, but it has a really charming story attached with it. And parents, grandparents, I know you will love reading this to your to the children in your life. So if you want some good uh, a good book recommendation, um, this would be one. Tyler was just a delight to talk with, and I can't wait to share with you this interview. Right now, I am asking for you to uh, send in your Christmas memories or traditions, stories, whatever you have. Maybe you've written a Christmas poem. Uh, Whatever it is, send it in. I'd love for that to be a part of the podcast as we enter into December. So it's not too late. You can always email it to me or message me on social media, but find me at cozychristmaspodcast at gmail.com. All right, with that, we're going to get right to the interview that I have with Tyler Mitchell. Today, I have a very special guest, uh, another uh, author of a children's story. Uh, His name is Tyler G. Mitchell, and the story is called Double Trouble and the Upside Down Christmas Tree. Uh, It's a delightful uh, Christmas story about parents needing to come up with a creative solution for uh, a set of twins that just make the holidays a little extra special. (laughs) So I think parents and people that take care of children will appreciate this story and it's a lovely one to read to your kids uh, and it's beautifully illustrated but uh, Tyler welcome to the cozy Christmas podcast hey thank you for having me I appreciate it you bet uh, well tell us about this this book here uh, well I, and, and in that telling us tell us a little bit about yourself because I know your 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 story kind of ties in with how this story came about you know I that's a tough question to answer. It's a very simple question for most people, but um, I've done a lot of different jobs. Um, so I've actually met my wife at Toys R Us. I was also a DJ in college. Um, I've been a teacher. I've been all kinds of different things. Um, but the biggest thing that I especially have in my book is that I, I am an army officer. I've been in for 19 years. And I know that it really sounds weird that an officer is writing a kid's book. And I had, I do have to explain that a few times. No, seriously, I, I really did write a kid's book. Um, this is something that I had been sitting on for a while. Um, so back in the, back in the nineties, when my parents actually hung up this Christmas tree upside down, we were interviewed on TV and, um, that, that interview was recorded. The interview was lost 
couldn't find it anywhere. Um, so I always wanted to tell people about this because no one really believed that my my two brothers who were twins couldn't stay out of the tree. So my dad hung it upside down. Um, but lo and behold, at my grandma's, I actually found the VHS and it said very clearly upside down Christmas tree. It was like a Willy Wonka golden ticket moment. I, I'm, I just couldn't believe it. I said, yeah, I can write this. Now people will believe me. And it's rooted in um, a moment in Christmas. So um, mm -hmm. as an independent author, I've been learning a lot about how to write a book, obviously find a good illustrator because the graphics, the illustrations were really important to me, not just the story, but the illustrations. Um, I know you've read the book already. Um, you could really look at the illustrations. They're really magical, mm -hmm. not even have words and know what's going on. So finally, you know, um, I'm almost 40. I'm exploring on some things I wanted to do. And I said, you know, this is this is what I want to do. I need to put this story out there and uh, tell everybody about uh, what a fun time we had way back in 1990-something. <laughs> 90-something. Well, see, I was thinking as a kid, my this would have taken place in the 80s for me. So <laughs> um, I have, have memories from the 80s, but not that many. Not sure. That many. Yeah. A couple of things you mentioned. One, uh, the illustrations are perfect I, I mean really a good mix between um you know the story that you wrote and the illustrations themselves mm -hmm. um so what can you tell me a, a little bit about um brian dumb what can you tell me about him so brian i'm told he he fell in love with my story um because what what happens is whenever you have a manuscript written out you shop around well you don't have to but i shopped around for the right illustrator Mm -hmm. um, I found a guy that could draw X-Men. He could draw grandparents. He could draw kids. He could do some sci-fi stuff. I said, this is the guy. Mm -hmm. I said, this is the guy that we're going to be able to connect on this. And, and lo and behold, he did on the manuscript. And uh, the way it worked for me was I turned in my manuscript. And on the side, you know, on Microsoft Word, you'll add notes like... Um, for example, in the, in the story, December 17th, we find the cat in the tree. Mm -hmm. um, in the illustrations, you'll see a cat in the tree, but off in the background, you'll see two little boys running away from it in, in kind of like a shadow. Um, Brian did all that. Mm -hmm. I just told Brian, hey, December 17th, maybe something obviously with the cat in the tree. Um, but he was really, it really was amazing to see how somebody can take just a couple ideas like that and just explode with, with illustrations. I, we, have, I couldn't have been happier. I mm. was really surprised that I was able to, to get something like me, Tyler Mitchell. I'm actually able to get something like this. It was really yeah. um, a masterpiece from my view. Yeah. And what, uh, what I like about that particular page is you know, with the, the shadow of the two boys running into the background, I, it almost makes me wonder, you know, did this cat have some help getting into the tree? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and, exactly. That's yeah. the mystery behind all of this is, huh? And then a lot of the journal. So I, and I told Brian this too. Um, I said, I really want children to feel like when they open this book, there's a segment um, that's my journal entries of all the chaos that happened with the Christmas tree until it went upside down. And mm -hmm. I said, I, I don't really know how that, that should look, but he did. And you'll see it's these notepads with dates and entries. December mm -hmm. 17th, we found our cat named Fella stuck in the tree. 
um, you really do feel that you feel like, Oh, here's this boy's journal of all the chaos until the tree went upside down. Um, what I did want to mention is um, one of my favorites also is December 18th in my journal entry in the story. One of his, one of my favorite illustrations that he did was um, he replicated one of my favorite ornaments I had as a kid. And it's actually, you can find this online. It's a 1986 vintage Hallmark ornament. I don't know if you remember those. They are the light motion ornaments. Yeah, I think so. And um, this one in particular, yeah, this one in particular um, was a rotating train. And in the story, we found the train broken, my favorite ornament, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave Brian just an illustration. Uh, I gave him the box. I sent him a picture of the box from 1986. And I said, here is that ornament. And he shows what that looks like broken in an illustration. It really is wonderful. Yeah. And see, this is where the, the parent in me smiles because my son had, um, my oldest son, he had a, or he still has it, uh, a Thomas the Tank um, ornament that looked very similar, you know, and, and I don't, I think this one was, you, you could just wind it up and he'd spin around a track or something in this ornament. But my, my son, when he was real little, loved Thomas so much, he wanted to open this ornament up to try to get Thomas out to play with it. Ah. And, <laughs> and we'd catch him, you know, try to pull this ornament apart and we're like, no, stop it, stop it. <laughs> yep. That comes with the territory for sure. Like I said, and, and you've shared it's based on a true story. Uh, I mentioned that uh, these these two boys reminded me a lot of my, my sons when they were young. They're not twins, but they're about a, a year and a half apart, almost a year and three quarters apart in age. But oh, they that's sure, pretty close. Yeah, they sure were double trouble. That's that They kept us busy. <laughs> <laughs> we like to say that um, my oldest son, he was... He was a perfect angel until his brother came along and <laughs> something happened. <laughs> yeah, they really do feed off of each other. Um, and I, I so I, I get asked a lot, am I going to make other books? Yeah. And I, I really probably could because it really was quite an adventure um, being in elementary school and finding out you're going to have two brothers. And I'll never forget actually finding out. We went to find out what mom was having, what mm-hmm. what what the baby was going to be. And then I remember the nurse rolling the, um, the ultrasound device on my mom going, well, there's baby A and there's baby B. I'm like, baby A, baby B, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And then we, we found out there was going to be twins. And, my, and the first page of my book actually kind of goes to what you were saying, how they, how they are together, your kids. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was actually 10 at the time. In the book, I, I'm, I'm younger than that, but um, I, I, I was dealing with, diapers and making baby bottles and feeding people all kinds of stuff i was like an extra hand for mom and dad and mm-hmm. you know that's what it ties back to at the book too is um i'm upset as you know i i'm a boy upset going wait a minute we might have to take down our christmas tree my brothers can't stay out of this christmas tree um you know what, what are we going to do then my dad says i'm going to put it up on the ceiling what are you are you guys crazy um, but so what happens is the tree goes upside down and, um, lo and behold, there are presents. And then I find a letter addressed to me from Santa saying, Hey, it didn't matter if you had a tree, didn't matter if it was upside down. 
what really matters is you were good for your mom and dad and helping around the house. Mm -hmm. So then it's like, oh, right, right, right. Santa, I get it. Thanks, thanks. So, um, and that's the kind of the moral of the story is help out around the house. And, uh, you know, that, and because I, I really want my story, my other stories I'm planning to have a message. And I, obviously, I gravitate towards the fun and chaos that really makes kids laugh, like spaghetti and Christmas trees, as you'll find on one page. Um, but trying to drive home some type of message that's for the family is, is what I want to get to. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's a great message. Uh, you know, speaking for myself as a parent of, of multiple children, um, you know, I've, I only have three. I know some who have had way more than three, but it, it's when those older children get old enough where they can help you around the house with different things. It, it's such a blessing. You know, it's, it's like, oh, finally, you've, you've reached the age where you can kind of take care of yourself or give me an extra hand if you want or, or if, if I need it that kind of thing. You, you become more of a help than a hindrance. And ah, yes, those are wonderful times. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so you can use the one, one, one of my favorite lines is, would you like to have your own trash can in the kitchen? Put your stuff in? No, I don't think so. So we take out each other's trash. That's the way it is. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. My, my wife likes to say, says, you know, we all live here. We're all going to pitch in to help because, you know, we'll hear still, you know, I didn't make that mess. <laughs> well, my son, you're right. And my son is helping with um, one of my favorite traditions, which is Christmas lights. All right. Cold or not, we have to go out like Clark Griswold and put up lights. Not quite as many lights, obviously, but if you want the mm -hmm. house to look good, you got to gotta get the lights out. That's right. Now, and uh, how old is your son? He's 13. 13. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a great age. Yeah, this year, uh, actually my daughter, she's uh, 14. Uh, she, she's my youngest and she's going to be probably the one helping me out there this year. Uh, she's really caught the Christmas bug this, this season. And we're going to go do some Christmas shopping this afternoon when she gets out of school and she's got her room already decorated. And I mean, at the time of recording this, it's before Thanksgiving, but she's just excited. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I, I can remember, um, occasionally would have my sons out to help me, um, my my middle son he's he's kind of a he's kind of a joke joker and I asked if he wanted to come out and help me one year and he he said uh, that he would just watch and be on standby with the phone in case I needed nine one one called you know oh <laughs> well Siri's got that covered now so he's has to find something else that's right <laughs> or Alexa whatever you're right yeah I'm like oh gee thanks okay. <laughs> Uh, but I, I wouldn't put it past him to, you know, wiggle the ladder when I climb up it. And <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, kids really make for a great, uh, a great holiday season for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I uh, would really recommend this to uh, uh, parents who have young children. Uh, I think they would be entertained by the story, and uh, I think they'll they would love the. Uh, the the sh shenanigans of the the double trouble uh, kids there. Now, is, is this available um, to buy on on Amazon or anywhere? Or how how would folks go about doing that? Yes, they can find it on Amazon now, and they can also find it on Barnes and Noble. And as, as an independent author, I've paid for distribution on to all the mainly basically the big box retailers, like the two I just mentioned. I, mm -hmm. I found it on 
uh, several different websites I've never heard of. Um, and I think I found it on Thrift Books, for example, and it retails for $14.99. Okay. This is an Indiana story. Obviously, I, I tell people that because it is based off events that happened off Sycamore Street in Boonville, Indiana. Um, mm-hmm. you know, December, December 19th, for example, I'm going to three different schools in the county where I grew up to talk about this local story. But um, I think people should know, too, that this story, yes, it's rooted in, in a little house in Indiana. Um, the results are in from my friends and family that I have nationwide with this book and they love it. Um, you know, and I, I and I'm I'm talking about all demographics of people. I have people in Puerto Rico to Virginia. Um, I have, have some people out West reading this book. They love it. And it's, it's a, it's a family story that, that everybody really will laugh at and, and enjoy. Absolutely. And that, that makes me really happy to see that. Um, I have a lot of different testimonials, video photos of kids reading it. My, the kids are coming in with their reviews and their comments and what they like and stuff. They're not too bad on me. They're actually very nice. They tell me what they like. So, um, I love that stuff. I, I was able to, to get a couple of advanced copies and send it out because I do want people to know, obviously, nationwide that um, this is a Christmas story that they, they need to have. Definitely. You know, you asked me about Brian's illustrations, and mm-hmm. I, I really sometimes I look at this thing and I'm like, this is amazing. Mm. <laughs> like, how was I able to get somebody to do this? Um, so I don't yeah. know if you saw, but my book is dedicated to my grandparents. Mm-hmm. Three of them have passed away. Um, I, I do have one that's left and I'm very lucky for that. And one of my illustrations is with my memo and I actually was able to send Brian a couple pictures of my memo who passed away. That was all about Christmas and stuff. And, um, part of the book I did want to tell people too, is that, you know, I discussed earlier with you that I'm all upset about not having a tree or now I have a tree upside down. What's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, um, that image was important to me because she really made me feel happy and um, always made Christmas magical. And um, I do like to give, I guess, I guess you could say a shout out to grandparents, um, not mm. formally, but um, grandparents have an important role in kids' lives. And uh, that, yeah. that illustration with her holding that giant turkey with me, looking confused, mm-hmm. um, that was definitely a piece that I, I told Brian I, I wanted it hit spot on. And to be quite honest, if kids really didn't understand that, um, reading it because you know this book is for ages three to seven um, three meaning they like the images four and five six they really you know understand the messages they understand the, the uh, photos seven meaning they're reading the book and that you know it was their favorite when they were little um, I did want parents and adults to understand that image and, and what they mean to kids I, I talk about my grandparents quite a bit on on my my own on my podcast we spent a lot of christmases with them as a kid and they both just made christmas so special between the all the goodies that my grandma would bake for us and Mm -hmm. my grandpa looked like santa and he would often dress up as santa and surprise us you know come out of his room and be all dressed as santa and we'd get to sit on his lap and tell him what we want for christmas and you know when we were real little we, we always had that look of is that Santa or is that grandpa? He kind of looks like both, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you were lucky. That's good. Yeah. That's good stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and still, you know, I'm, I'm 45 years old and 
now quite often whenever I see a picture of Santa, I think of my grandpa. And and then sometimes when I'll see a picture of grandpa, I'll think about Santa. So it, it's my my sister and I like to joke that, you know, our our, our grandpa Santa right now, you know, he he just uh he, he didn't he didn't pass away. He just went to the North Pole now and he's he's fulfilling his role as Santa. So <laughs> No, that's good. And you're very lucky to be able to have that take with you. And you yeah. know, at some point you'll be a grandpa, so then you gotta step up, right? That's right. Yep. I'm I'm working on the um Santa belly right now. So uh, <laughs> Oh okay. That's good. Pre-game. My dad kind of carried on the tradition of dressing up as Santa and he worked at a hardware store for uh the last couple of years before he retired. And uh, so they would have him dress up as Santa and be in the store. And <laughs> it was, so then, you know, he'll tell me, he's like, well, I'm going to have to pass on the suit to you one of these days. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a good podcast episode right there. But you need to do video on that one. That's right. Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for the day for that one. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about uh, Christmas traditions and, and things. Um, I know my listeners hear about me all the time, but I love to to pick the brains of uh, my guests. So what are some of your favorite uh, Christmas movies and music and, and things you do that make the season special for you? So the first movies that I, that I do think of, Jingle All the Way. I am mm. a huge Schwarzenegger fan. Um, you know, I'm a 90s kid, so if I didn't watch Schwarzenegger movies, what was I doing? So... Um, Definitely Jingle All the Way. There's just so much in that. Phil Hartman's in that. Mm-hmm. Sinbad. Um, the kid that plays Anakin Skywalker in Star Wars. It's just a unique cast. Um, I can't talk enough about it. That's actually really a... It's an interesting movie that I can watch, not even when it's Christmas time, um, because it's just a good comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, so probably... And I'm not, by the way, these aren't in order. Don't hold me to that, okay? I'm not sure. saying one, number one's number one or anything, but I think in another movie, I got to go with Home Alone. And we just watched that last week. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, um, Home Alone, there was, there's just something about that. I remember going to the second one with my grandma to see Home Alone 2. Um, because Home mm-hmm. Alone Home Alone 1 and 2, they there's just something about them. I mean, that was my age group. I was a little bit younger than Macaulay Culkin. Mm-hmm. Um, all the stuff that happens, the Harry and Marv, is just unbelievable. Still, well, obviously unbelievable, right? Um, but it's just so much fun. Um, definitely, if I don't have those watched in the year, I just there's something wrong with me. Yeah, definitely. Right. Um, yeah. And then I think for music, I really love mm-hmm. like Brenda Lee's rock, "Rocking Around the Christmas Tree." Mm-hmm. Um. I, I think that actually goes back to Home Alone. Do you remember yeah. the scene in Home Alone where he had set up the train and the and the blow up thing and all that to make Harry and Marv think there there's a party? Um, Michael Jordan's in that scene, and I was That's a huge right. Michael Jordan fan. So when that song comes on, that scene in that movie comes on to me. So um, and my brain starts thinking about that because I actually had that Michael Jordan cutout where he's oh, up, cool. like six feet, whatever. I had that as a kid, um, yeah. and that's what's on that train. So I remember. Obviously, when that movie's on, when I was a boy, I was like, I have that. Um, <laughs> so I think Brenda Lee gets that. Um, I apologize to listeners. It's not Mariah Carey. All I want for Christmas is you. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> That's okay. It deserves, yeah, it deserves recognition, but I just, you know, I move on. But uh, otherwise, I really like a lot of different ones. Brenda Lee comes to mind. I don't know why, but the uh, what's that chipmunk song? 
Yeah. I do like that. In moderation. In moderation. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, it hit me a couple of years ago that that chipmunk one. Um, I'm like, you know what? I think I think this one has run its course for me. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm it good. Does. It's like I like it. yeah, I like it once and I move on. Uh, there was a show I I think it was King of Queens where someone left it on loop for days or something. I don't remember what oh, it was. No. And how awful <laughs> it was that I could I could see that being an issue. Absolutely. Yeah. I think for you know, some other traditions stuff like that that I enjoy. Um, want to talk about food? Yeah. Good? Oh well, let me um, let me jump in oh. uh, real quick oh, okay. just about the um, uh, the movies. I, I'm glad you mentioned Jingle All the Way. That's one I don't hear mentioned a lot when I ask this question. Oh. But that's uh, you know that's kind of a I think it's underappreciated. Yeah. It it's got it. So you have Turbo Man in there. You got the superhero thing. Oh wait. Yeah. Uh, 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 Jim Belushi. Oh yeah. I forgot he's in there too. Um, there's just all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah, and then Home Alone. What's amazing about that is, uh, I I just introduced that film to my kids a few years ago, and how much they loved it, just as much as I did when I first saw it. And I can remember leaving the theater when I saw it. My face hurt from laughing so much. Like yeah. I, I had stomach <laughs> pains, you know, because it was just hilarious. Yeah, there's something about the second one where. Uh, Marv is downstairs in the basement being electrocuted after <laughs> yes. he has all that paint on him. I look, I'm almost 40 and I still laugh at that like a child when that comes on. And he's the, the part to me that's funny about that is, he, yeah, he turns into a skeleton, but after he's done being electrocuted, he's still shaking his hands. He's still shaking like he's being electrocuted. That, that just cracks me up. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's like the, the energy still coursing through him a bit, you know, he's still. Yeah. And like, and I told my daughter, I said, look, in real life, if these two guys could survive any of this stuff, they need to be studied by the Department of Defense on how they can make super soldiers. Captain America, watch out because these That's guys right. can endure a lot of pain. Yeah. I had to make sure to tell my kids now, don't do this in real life. They wouldn't survive, yeah. you know. <laughs> it's just a paint can though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I could imagine my my boys at least maybe plotting something against me one night, you know. <laughs> yeah, I told you yeah. they're double trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you dressed like a chicken? <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, but let's talk about food. Um, uh, and uh, what are some of your favorite foods at Christmas time? Ham. We don't make you know ham sandwich. Yeah, I have mm -hmm. that sometimes, but there's something about a a big ham on the table that's just great. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, now that, you know, as you get older, um, you know, you cut the ham for the family. So that's mm -hmm. kind of cool. Now, I, I don't have one of those uh, rotating blade uh, cutters yet. I need to get me one of those. I'm behind the times, but mm. I do enjoy a nice piece of ham. And the fact that I can eat ham for probably four days after we eat it, you know, I can just mm -hmm. keep eating it and over and over. Uh, it's a gift that keeps on giving. And then my wife is an amazing cook. Um, she could pretty much cook anything that we come up with say, Hey, what about this? Um, she makes what's called a Nutella star and it's like crescent rolls rolled out into a giant star mm -hmm. and it has powdered sugar on it and lots of chocolate Nutella. So you should mm -hmm. definitely check that out. It's not just something to eat. Um, it is just an, a beautiful piece of food and I don't say that much. Besides when I get steak in front of me, 
but that that piece of food is just beautiful and how she makes it the shape of a star I, I don't know i would just make a big ball probably need it but it really is something neat to eat would she be willing to um share a recipe or a picture or something with uh i could post on our <laughs> socials <laughs> we can take care of that absolutely okay perfect unless it's a secret family recipe you know uh... <laughs> no you know what there's not a lot of those anymore thanks to uh pinterest i think and yeah some other websites you find stuff yeah yeah, yeah. different versions of things but you know yeah because that's that, a great one that sounds uh, a little different from what uh, some of the, what I usually get. So I, I'd be interested in sharing that. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah you'll love it. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, we're, we're the same on Christmas. We have a ham, uh, growing up I had, I would, we would have Turkey for both Thanksgiving and Christmas. Oh, it's such a delicious, uh, meat that, you know, like you said, we, we feast on for, for days afterwards. Yes. Yeah. The, the leftovers are the best part, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, that's like, it's like when you get to, take it to work it's like this is even better and I, I can't explain this to my wife but there's something about leftover steak or turkey or ham taking it to work the next day you're just like this is even better than having it original i can't explain it but it's like the fact that i'm having this goodness during during work is just amazing oh yeah getting goosebumps thinking about it i know it is like hurry up christmas i'm hungry yeah <laughs> yeah my uh my wife will also i mean she had so many delicious cookie recipes and things that she um, carried on from her mom and some that came from her mom's mom. We've had to cut back in how many sweets we make at Christmas time, which is unfortunate, but you know, there's still, she, she says, you know, about mid December. Okay. You know, put, put your cookie order in because, uh, I, I'm not going to be spending, you know, weeks and weeks in the kitchen here. <laughs> right. I like how you said we had to cut, cut back our, our, our sweets instead of, yeah, I got you. I understand. <laughs> yeah, the, the doctor, doctor's after me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, are you a snickerdoodle guy or sugar cookie? What is it? Yeah. Um, snickerdoodles. Actually, my oldest son makes some great snickerdoodle cookies. And actually, that's one of the things that our kids, uh, as they get older now, at least my two boys will make, they'll make their own favorite cookies. So uh, my oldest, he'll make the, the snickerdoodles, which pair nicely with a good, strong cup of coffee. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty basic at times too. I like a good sugar cookie, frosted sugar cookie, or the past couple of years, I've really just craved gingerbread cookies and I don't know what it is about them, but it's, if maybe my body's lacking in ginger or something, I don't uh, know. <laughs> I'm not there yet. I hope I don't get that way. <laughs> but, I made the mistake of trying to eat a piece of a gingerbread house a couple of oh. years ago and I was like, oh my gosh, no way. It, it, what am yeah. I doing? Well, it's one of those kits. You can buy them in kits to build them. Like, okay, this it's is, like chewing this is cardboard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it probably says don't eat. I didn't even pay attention. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The gingerbread cookies have been a big favorite of mine lately. Wow. Okay. Are you an eggnog fan or, or no? You know, um, I'm not. And I'm going to tell you why. I was not raised with eggnog. I really don't remember being anywhere with eggnog. I don't remember that at all. And I think it's just, it just came with growing up. And then, you know, my wife, I think her mom has it sometimes has had it, but I don't see it in her family either. I don't know if it's a, I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of meatloaf. We do have that in our families, but not, not <laughs> I don't know why. Nothing like a good Christmas meatloaf, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With eggnog, you know, I actually don't remember drinking it much 
as a kid, I, I, I know as a teenager, I had worked at a grocery store for a while and they would have some eggnog in the break room um, that vendors dropped off and stuff. And oh wow, I just started, I think I kind of got hooked then. To me, that's become a traditional part of, of our Christmas celebrations is, is to have uh, like the, the day we put up our Christmas tree. Uh, well, when the, in the evening, when it's all finished, we'll sit around with a cup of eggnog and, and just have a, have a rowdy fun time. And, you know, I'm glad you said that too. Um, I, I think, cause I can actually picture your, I'm, I've only talked to you a few times, but I can actually picture you doing it with your family. And those things are really kind of going away. Um, having people do things together without their phones mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, uh, that's, that's still important for me. Um, to make sure phones go away mm-hmm. and tablets and stuff like that. It's Cause you really can't capture those moments or create memories that you have. If, if someone's off in their own little world and right. um, anytime that we can capture those memories, um, you got to have those go away sometimes. My wife started doing this thing uh, when my kids were little where uh, we'd, we'd record, you know, it's usually on the day after Thanksgiving, we'll put the tree up, but, We'll record it like it's the um, the lighting of a big, you know, the big Rockefeller Center tree or something. So, yeah, it, it, you know, you'll hear her voice counting down and then we'll flip the lights on and the tree will be there. And then usually I'm behind the camera, but she and the kids will be dancing around the, the Christmas tree while they sing. Uh, they kind of came up with their own lyrics to Oh, Christmas Tree. It's completely ridiculous. <laughs> uh, and she still does that, you know. And, and my kids are, my oldest is almost 21. My yes. uh, son is 18. My daughter's 14. And even last year, she said, we're going to do it again. And like, oh, mom, come on. You have all kinds of uh, material for a video. I think most years we've put the video on, on Facebook or something. And it, it's it's to the point now where the, I, I think the kids are kind of swinging back to enjoying it. Now it's just kind of a tradition thing and you know, embracing the the funniness of it. Uh, this year, we're we're making sure my son is home when he's home from. Uh, he's at college, so he'll be home for Thanksgiving break. And you know, my wife says, "Okay, we're going to decorate on this day. We want to make sure you're home so we can do it with you, and you know, do all the fun traditions of kicking the season off." So uh, it, it's it's uh, as much as we are, like you're saying, addicted to our phones. Let's uh, put them down even for a day and <laughs> enjoy each other's company. Right. And I, it's like I tell my son and my daughter, they, they don't have all these electronic devices or anything, but I say, you know, there's no one that ever says, I wish I was on my phone more. Mm-hmm. So I said, unless you see a study that says that, <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, my, my son, when he started ninth grade, uh, he, he, I think he was literally the only one who didn't have a cell phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of his teachers actually took attendance by cell phone. He, she would have all the students put cell phone, you know, cell phones in a, in a box with next to their name. And then she would just look at the box and see whose cell phone wasn't there and, and assume that they weren't in class. <laughs> oh my so, gosh. so my son was getting marked absent a couple of times and he's like, I was here. I just don't have a phone. So he had just started driving too. And we kind of, you know, at that point I thought, you know, I'd really like him to have a phone if he's driving by himself and, you know, in case he gets stranded and all that. So, so we kind of compromised and got him a flip phone, which I'm not sure he appreciated, but uh, we can be terrible parents sometimes. I tell you what. 
I, I you know, I speaking of Christmas traditions and stuff, mm -hmm. um, it looks like my daughter has a new one. Um, and I, I used to do this with my memo. Um, she has, we still have all these light, you know, little houses with the lights inside that you turn on with a little crank wheel uh, on the switch. Yeah. You just roll it and it turns them on. We have a lot of those little houses that I inherited from my memo. And I remember going to my memos all the time to set those up. She'd tell me, uh, you know, on the phone, on the, on the wall, you know, you had to pick that one up. Uh -huh. uh, hey, I'm, you want to stay night tonight because I'm going to set up all my houses. She didn't have to ask me that. She could have just told me and I would have been there. So, mm -hmm. um, cause that was such a great time. And I saw my daughter doing that with my wife. My daughter looks in the, when the windows, cause some of the windows had people inside of them cooking and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, it really is an interesting holiday, how these things just kind of pop up and they're they're You're like, you don't really notice that they are moments until I guess you get older. Maybe mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, I find old ornaments that I used to have as a kid that got broken or whatever. I'm like, I need that. I want it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't know why, but I need it. Um, you, but you really do look back on some things for sure. Yeah. That's a good question. Like when do things become traditions? You know, my, my daughter and I started one. I mean, one of those things that we don't, we didn't say we are now making a tradition, you know, <laughs> exactly. When she was young, you know, getting so excited about Christmas, you know, we just got to find something for her to, to do to kind of, you know, keep her busy. So uh, one night it was kind of chilly out. So I thought, well, hey, let's go sit on the front porch and we'll huddle, huddle under a blanket on our porch swing and look at the Christmas lights in the neighborhood. And, and so we did that and, and she was singing Christmas songs. I mean, she was real little, I want to say like four, four years old, five years old, something like that. And. Uh, and then it was just something very simple, but she loved that so much that we still do that sometimes. We'll, we'll still like, Hey, I think this is a porch swing night, you know, and <laughs> in, in Iowa, you never know what kind of weather you're going to get for <laughs> Christmas or yeah. in December. And some nights it's, it's really, really freezing, but we'll, we'll go out there. Um, you know, usually it's not, obviously not every night. It's maybe once or twice during December, but it's just something we still do. And uh, we, we've enjoyed doing that. It, it's it's simple. It doesn't cost anything but time. But, you know, that's those are the things that are really worthwhile. Yeah, you probably get a lot more snow than we do in Indianapolis for Christmas. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, lately, it, it kind of depends. Um, at least where I, I am, we're in west, uh, western Iowa, a little bit south of the middle of, this, of the state. But mm -hmm. some years it'll be cold some years. We actually had one Christmas a few years ago that was fairly warm and there was somebody outside mowing, <laughs> mowing his yard, <laughs> probably, really? probably uh, mulching the leaves and trying to escape the family that was visiting. But <laughs> it was like, it's, it's Christmas day. Why are you mowing up your leaves? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I think it was like mid fifties that day. It, that That's really unusual, but yeah, we, we get the, we tend, uh, at least in recent years, get the heavier snow in like January. And then you're like, hey, can we have Christmas again? Uh, you know? Yeah, that's the same with us. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like uh, you have uh, a wonderful um, family there yourself. And here to uh, begin to wrap things up here, but what, what are you guys looking forward to this Christmas season? Well, I hate to sound selfish, but I'm, I'm, I'm swamped this December, obviously, with the book coming out on the 30th. So, right. um, 
I, mean, I guess it's not selfish, but our family <laughs> will be going to several different things um, this season. Um, and I don't know if you've noticed, but on social media, sometimes I say I or I say we when we talk about this book and in big things that happen. Mm -hmm. I really do look at this as a family thing. Um, you know, I asked my wife works at a preschool. I asked for her input. I asked for my daughter who's nine, what she thinks. 13 year old, eh, you know how that goes. But, um, you know, I, and obviously mm -hmm. my family, I have, I have family that are teachers, my wife's friends, teachers. Um, so I say we a lot, but we, my family and I are, have several events going on. We have three Barnes and Nobles lined up, um, throughout, uh, Indiana and Kentucky. Um, I'm going to a couple right. elementary schools where I grew up. I, I actually work at Fort Knox still with down in Kentucky, South of Louisville. I'm doing, um, some elementary schools there. Um, and actually I have, uh, so I told everybody earlier that I was interviewed in the nineties, not, not me, but my family was interviewed in the nineties for this tea, uh, Christmas tree being upside down. They, they want to meet with me on December 1st and uh, have me on to talk about the book. So, um, we're really mm -hmm. excited. There we go. I say we we are really um, mm -hmm. excited. Uh, my my daughter and I just went yesterday to the governor's residence here in Indianapolis. Um, the first lady's office was very gracious and helped us out. Um, our book was on display there because hey, it's Indiana's Christmas story. Why not have it at the mm -hmm. Indiana First Family House, right? So. Um, they were very receptive to that, and uh, we did go to see it. We got a few pictures, so um, it really is a family venture. Um, and I wouldn't have been able to do this without my family, because believe me, when you're doing something like this, it really does consume you. It really almost makes another sibling for the kids. Um, mm -hmm. There's there's a lot to it. Um, so that is definitely what we're doing this holiday season. But um, you know, we're looking at probably. Probably the 20th of December, I'm free from doing events and book signings and story readings and stuff like that. So I can get back to, to what we do for sure. So, mm -hmm. um, and that's eating food that I don't need, um, watching stuff and so forth. Yeah. That, uh, eating stuff we don't need. I, I hear you there loud and clear. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think about it. I said, my wife can make a giant Nutella star. You can only imagine what gets put in front of me to eat. I mean, it's just. There's, there's a, there's a lot going on. Oh, I was going to say, well, somebody has to taste test it to make sure it's good, you know? So that's one of my favorite <laughs> things is when she quote messes things up and quote, and it's like, it tastes fine to me. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yep. yep. Just I'll take the scraps or whatever you're cutting up. Yeah. Um, I'm there, there for that. Go. I support my wife in that hundred percent. That's right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's what we do as, as husbands. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was laughing because you're, saying how you say we so often I'll, I'll do the same about my podcast and it's usually just me, you know, and I'm like, okay, who's the we yeah. here? It's just your daughter does it with you sometimes, right? Yeah. Yeah, she does. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And she's actually bugging me again. She's like, dad, I need to be back on people. People want to hear what I have to say. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's something about a child popping in every once in a while that, Hey, they, they don't want to see my mug. Absolutely. You know, my wife told right. me the other day when I made a video, she said, you said, we, and I said, I don't know how to not do that. I really don't. So that's just the way it is. Could be worse. That's right. That's right. And and honestly, you know, I have I have some uh, people who follow the podcast that are, are 
just so supportive and encouraging to me to keep doing it. I kind of consider them as part of the process. You know, it's they're, It's like I think they're the ones I'm doing this for, that they appreciate it. They love it. They enjoy the stories. Yeah. So it's definitely right. a group yeah. project here. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, Tyler, best of luck to you. Uh, stay in touch. If, if you have more, uh, um, like some of the uh, televised things, I'd be happy to share those on my social media to uh, keep the word out about your book and, and let folks know about how things are going for you. So uh, thanks for coming on. I, I appreciate it. And uh, kudos to you for, I think I just sent you in the beginning of this. What did I just send you an illustration? Not even colored. Did I, I don't even remember. I didn't give you much. I gave you like a skeleton, right? When I reached out to you, when I reached out to you the first time, it was just like bare bones. Hey, I'm writing a Christmas book. It's about an upside down Christmas tree. I, I hear you do a podcast. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you know, it's people like you, you know, you talk about your listeners supporting you. Um, it's important that you know that I say thanks to you for helping me. And that's, that's, you know, the holiday season's already started because of people like you. Cause I'll tell you what, a lot of people have written books and, um, a lot of people that want to pitch their book, they overwhelm people like you or other positions where you know you're hey i wrote this book you got to see it you mm -hmm. got to hear about it and it's it's hard to break mm -hmm. through so um i really appreciate it and um i consider myself a, a really blessed man i have a really great book here and i'm not gonna lie it's a really great book and um i really attribute that to all of my friend friends and family that have been behind me and i hate i do want to mm -hmm. stay in touch because um december 3rd i'm going to be in a christmas parade with an upside down Christmas tree on a trailer pulled by a Ford. So um, I'll definitely get you some pictures of that and hopefully it won't be too cold. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'll look forward to that. Tyler, you and your family, uh, uh, I hope you have a, a Merry Christmas. You too, Art. Let's stay in touch. I appreciate it. Have a Merry Christmas. I really enjoyed my conversation with Tyler and I truly hope that he gets the opportunity to keep writing more uh, children's stories. I'll be sure to let you know if uh, we hear from him again. Thank you, Taylor, for coming on the show. All right. Again, just a reminder, I would love for you to send in to write me. Tell me about your Christmas traditions, your stories, your memories, your the people in your life that make Christmas special. Coming up next week, I have another, uh, our final uh, children's author will be on. So that's coming up. But Monday, I'll be back with another episode. I'll be interviewing Kyle Poles, who has written the book called From Nicholas to Christmas. That's a fun uh, origin story of Santa told entirely in, in poem form. It, it, it's I think the book's about 100 pages long, and it's of all of poetry. And it's, it's marvelous uh, that he was able to do that. So until next time, thank you so much for listening to the Cozy Christmas Podcast. If you'd like to help support the show, the best thing that you can do is to share it on your social media account, share it with a friend, leave us a rating and a review, because that really does help get the word out. I could not do this without you guys, and I appreciate it all so much. If you'd like to help us out in a financial way, there are several options for you listed in the show notes. You can make a donation on ko-fi.com. And if you send me your address, I will send out a Christmas card 
with a bookmark or sticker as my way of saying thank you. There's also uh, some t-shirts, podcast merchandise, hand-painted ornaments I've done over the uh, this past year. And a special thank you to Karen and Angela, your support, not just your financial support, but your encouragement, your positivity, your absolute joy over what I do here really helps keep the podcast moving. And it keeps me inspired to keep doing what I'm doing. So thank you and others who have given so generously this past year. Thank you. And until next time, let's remember to honor Christmas in our hearts and try to keep it all the year. Have a very Merry Christmas.